flight between Sydney and LA for Oceanic Flight 815 until... Now, lost on a mysterious island, the survivors have more to fear than survival itself. You killed us all? Nothing is real! Namaste, thank you, and good luck. <laughs> I think your friends just blew themselves up, brother. I just saved us all. I've got to go, and you've got to get as far away from here as possible. Go where? Stop! I'm gonna blow the town, Tom. Who are you people? We're the good guys, Michael. You push the button. That's an order. All we really need to survive is one person who truly loves us. The sweet boy. I think we found it. This is the Lost Initiative from Sky One. Hello, I'm Ian Lee. This is the Lost Initiative from Sky One. We've just watched episode eight, Flashes Before Your Eyes, and though our heads are now hurting, we'll be attempting to make some sense of it all. And you can help us by emailing your theories to us at lost at skyone.co.uk. So, prepare yourself for some heavy-duty analysis on the official download show for UK fans of Lost. The Lost Initiative. I'm joined, as always, by Geeky Tom. Hello. Oh, perky Geeky Tom. Yeah. Uh, and Paul Terry, editor of Lost Magazine. Hello. No freebies this week. Sorry. Yes. Uh, I'm going to put my cards on the table and say this episode is my favourite episode of Lost I have ever seen. Oh my God. Paul, that's a big statement after, you know, some fantastic episodes. This is the greatest episode ever. What do you think? Oh boy. I agree. No, amazing episode. I want to watch it again. Can we go and watch it again? Yeah. Can we? Are we all... Let's, let's go back in time. Oh, I see what you're doing Sorry, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, it's, uh, it's unusual uh, in that the majority of the action takes place off of the island. When it happens, we're not quite sure. I guess we have to assume uh, that it's between Desmond turning the failsafe key uh, and then waking up naked in the jungle. Is it everything that happens during that period, do you think? It, yeah, I mean, as far as flashback is concerned, it must be before when he meets Jack in the stadium bit. It must be quite a few years before that or a little year or so before that in the flashback. Yes, or? because he's, he's still with... Pen- he's not with Penny when he does the stadium right. run, is yeah. he? Yeah, definitely. So. But it, it's a flashback, but it's not a proper flashback uh, in the lost... Yeah. Terms. Is your head still hurting? Mine is actually still a little bit blown. I just I mean... wanted to cry watching that <laughs> yeah. because it just completely blew my mind. Tom, though, you seem to have grasped it completely. You're, though... mis- you're Mr. Science, so I want to know how you're dealing with it. It's, you're um, dealing well. Um, I like time travel, though, and I like all the different types of it. This is a certain type of time travel where whatever you do, you cannot change what's going to happen. Can I just say, is there any way of clipping Tom saying, I like time travel and I can have that as a ringtone? Because <laughs> yeah. genuinely, I would like that. Really? Yeah, I would. I would. I think there could be a lot of money made on that. Uh, so, uh, what happens... I, I just can't even use comprehend what's going on. Is it a proper flashback? Is he caught in a time loop? Is it proper time travel? Or is it just an hallucination? Um, I think I'm going to go proper time travel, turn the key, yeah. and then woke up in his flat with Penny painting the walls. How? Because he was like within himself, wasn't he? That's the thing. He was like in a, the, his body. I don't think in it, the past. Yeah, I don't think his consciousness it was, was in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it was more of a consciousness exchange. So yeah, he went, he went back in time, and but that's the thing. He so he doesn't of, physically go back in time. No, it's kind of it's in his head. 
A bit like that, yeah. I think you're wrong on that one. So you think he physically goes back in time? Yes, I do. Where's his beard? Oh, don't be so stupid. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a fair point. No, it's not a fair point. If you can travel through time, yeah. you can lose a beard. Oh, just through the magical time wave, what, the shave it off or something. Yeah, why? If you think that time travel listen is a theoretical possibility, listen, listen no, to what no. you're saying. Listen, yeah, please do. In the Ian Lee book of time travel, please. beard loss is an acceptable. I, I, I don't outcome care if I get travel. slagged off on the review section of iTunes again for bullying you. <laughs> I'm going to state my case. If you can travel through time, then losing a beard is nothing. But why would why, <laughs> why, 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 why would his no, why, why would the beard disappear? Because <laughs> at the point that he travelled back to, he didn't have a beard. So you're saying it kind oh, of grew, no, no, grew no, back no. in? Oh, right, okay. Tom, you yeah. can't even grow a beard, so don't just don't push me on I'm this trying, one. I'm trying, though. Do you like it? Oh, yeah, it's looking oh, good. Uh, well, Tom, I, th- we missed something, didn't we, on, on last week's uh, oh, show? That's better, that's to do better. with To do with yeah. time travel. Well, um, if you reverse the uh, Clockwork Orange um, theme, which is very much like uh, a night out of fabric on a Friday night, you... Um, is, he doing, is he doing jokes now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, you, uh, if you reverse it, you get the, um, the haunting voice of what people think is Miss Clue from season two saying something. What, what, what would they say? Only fools are enslaved by time and space. Which I think it's like a Buddhist um, mantra, isn't it? This like is the like scene it. in the, the sensory deprivation room. Yeah. Is it possible then, now here's a, a thought, that all of the flashbacks are real-time events? I think that could be true. What, what, hang, hang on a minute, say that again. Every single flashback is, is happening at, you know, in a parallel situation. They're all happening... Yeah, maybe they, then, they, maybe they're not aware of their flashbacks, but maybe, you know, Desmond was aware oh, of God, yeah, yeah, it's all past memory, which they've... They, yeah, I've got you. Yeah, yeah, so when we normally go back in time and see Desmond's flashback and he wouldn't know anything about it and we'd see him getting on the boat and making all these decisions, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He actually physically was there and was remembered the island type thing. That's pretty cool. I got an email from Dharmarama. I think that the picture taken of Penny and Desmond with the marina backdrop is a big clue. It was taken by a professional. Was the guy that took the picture Charlie's brother? No. Was he not? He was just an annoying. He was very similar to him, wasn't he? I hadn't thought about that, but I thought it was Charlie's brother. Could be. Mm, I have to re look. Well, we're going to watch it again. Let's go and watch it again. But maybe, maybe it isn't, but he was very similar, I yeah. thought. Um, anyway, the picture was taken by a professional and it was a Polaroid, so there was only one copy. We are shown it several times in this episode that Desmond has this copy. But if you cast your mind back to the end of series two and Penny turning her bedside light on when the Brazilian listening station men telephone, there is the very same picture in, in the frame. Why are there suddenly two photos? Does this suggest parallel universes where sometimes Desmond gets the photo and sometimes Penny? Oh, that's not good. That's not bad, is it? That's all right, but... How many times has Desmond lived through that scene? I don't know, but I'm sure this photo is significant. Well, that was going back to what I was saying before we came in to do this, that maybe he's just reliving his, um, his life, going, keep him going back in time to try and change what happens. Uh, maybe there's another hatch on the island he has to explode. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, what about, you know... Hey, oh, hang on, sorry, there's another hatch. Well, say that... The only way that he can do it now is by turning, blowing up these electromagnetic things. He has to keep turning failsafe keys to go yeah, back in time. There's more hatches with more failsafe keys. But if it's a re- if it's a repeated event that Penny's aware of, you know, at the end of season two when they say, "Don't say we've missed it again." Yeah, maybe oh. she's, ma- she's sa- maybe she's saying to him, "There you go." So dirty. 
It's just, it's, 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 it's cunning. It's a really this cunning episode. This episode is it? just like sex. It's the best. Ep- it's. I, it, I just want to go and do it again, but I'm a little bit tired, so I'll leave it. To, <laughs> you want to have a fag? Leave it till yeah. next week. Uh, if you want to send your theories into us, please do. We do like reading them. Uh, lost at skyone.co.uk. That's an email address. Now, the, the scene where it really turned around for me, and I thought this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen on television, uh, is the scene where he's in the antiques shop buying the ring for uh, the engagement ring. He's with Ms Hawking, I think is her name, and she seems to know a lot about Desmond. I don't know what you're on about. Don't buy the ring, Desmond. How do you know my name? Well, I know your name as well as I know that you don't ask Penny to marry you. In fact, you break her heart. Well, breaking her heart, of course, is what drives you in a few short years from now to enter that sailing race to prove her father wrong which brings you to the island where you spend the next three years of your life entering numbers into the computer until you are forced to turn that fail-safe key. And if you don't do those things, Desmond David Hume, every single one of us is dead. So give me that sodding ring. Ms. Hawking, a, a reference to Stephen Hawking, obviously, it has course, to be, doesn't it? How do you think that she knows all of this, Paul? Well, is she is she kind of like a man in black, but kind of like a woman in a white wig or something that's, that's, that's there to make sure to guide him in his life, to do always do the right thing? As in, like, she's like a time guardian? Yeah. Bah. Time guardian, rubbish. Uh, <laughs> time guardian. <laughs> time guardian is a silly phrase. <laughs> okay, well, yes. let's, 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 there, 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 let's that, consider the options. There are theories, it, aren't there, that, that throughout the, the, the people's flashbacks, various members of Hanso, Dharma, whoever... That, that's better. ...have been... Ha- <laughs> Sorry, that's so much better. <laughs> ...have been guiding people towards their ultimate destiny of going towards the island. And you could cite possibly Libby... Uh, was it Libby who yeah, gave, yeah. gave Desmond the boat? And there are other things that they possibly all being guided towards being on that plane and being on that island at some time. What about a guide of time, then, Tom? A <laughs> guide of time? <laughs> you, you, you think she works for Hanso, do you? Yeah, blatantly. I think that they, they were all about this time travel thing. They know Desmond went back in I time. Wasn't, I wasn't refuting that. And they know that that he was there at that point and they want him to go to the island and start pushing the button. So have they lived through it all several times as well? Yeah, maybe they... They, 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 got, they would have had to. Yeah. How would they know the future? Maybe the same thing happened to her, that, that Miss Hawking. Maybe she was on the island when this big incident happened. Maybe like, another fail-safe key was ah, pulled. Which would mean... That sorry. they all got sent back in time and they all kind of following Desmond around. He's the pivotal person kind of about the island. Now, according to her... Uh, the pressing of the buttons and the turning of the fail-safe key saves the world. Why? Why, why would that be? Mm. We don't know yet, that's but it's... The big, that's the big one, isn't it? But fantastically, really, but... it's about time travel, which is something I like. But, but your theory would mean Alan Dale's character, Mr Wigmore, was doing that deliberately. If he's big up in Hanzo, he's deliberately saying, doing the whole whiskey thing again to push him down the right road. Yeah. Mm. Almost like in a kind of grab-your-earpiece on comms, he's doing it wrong with the woman in the jewellery shop. He's doing it wrong. Like, make sure he does it. Now, Ms Hawking seems to believe in fate, something that we learn after falling scaffolding kills the man in red shoes. Listen. The universe, unfortunately, has a way of course-correcting. That man was supposed to die. That was his path. Just as it's your path to go to the island... You don't do it because you choose to, Desmond. You do it because you're supposed to. 
I'm going to meet Penny in an hour. I've got the ring. She'll say yes. I can choose whatever I want. You may not like your path, Desmond, but pushing that button is the only truly great thing that you will ever do. Uh, she's a bit freaky, this woman. I'm not... She wasn't a great actor. The word sodding didn't fall very nicely in my well, show. I didn't like can that. Well, I, can I say, I didn't know it was supposed to be in England and, <laughs> and t- until uh, Charlie was busking uh, and you saw an underground sign. But the rest of it, the cabs, they had the wrong thing on the cabs. There were American actors doing English accents, never, never good. They were obviously in an American bar with a Union Jack flag draped over the thing. There's American, one, American par- parking meters. American well. parking meters. There was uh, a sign, one of the, the army signs had honour, spelt the American way. <laughs> I, I did see honour. I did see the honour thing. Well, yeah. funny. It was poor. Uh, Wizard of Oz reference, obviously, with the red shoes. They like just putting in their little references, don't they? I, I completely passed me by. Well, yeah, sorry. I mean... I was two in the moment. Is yeah. it that interesting, though? No. So, that's it. Move on, move on. A <laughs> uh, little bit of trivia for you. You might find this interesting. You probably won't. Uh, John Locke, David Hume, Rousseau and Edmund Burke, Juliet's ex-husband, were all philosophers known for their debate on free will versus fate. Oh, it's starting to all come together then. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, another bit of trivia for you, uh, trivia fans, is the purpose of the Dharma Initiative was to manipulate the Valensetti equation to extend the lifespan of mankind. This suggests they believed in free will rather than fate. They believe that time travelling probably does work and you can change things in the past and, and it will affect the future. Maybe that's why they, you know... But they totally some contradict fans, themselves by Well, this saying, is it. Some fans think it's like a break-off, don't they? Like a kind of break-off from the Hanzo who is against all those ideals. So there's actually, like... People an, changing Hanzo. Yeah. yeah. And then to kind of affect the future. Why is it only Desmond that gets... that travels through time when the hatch implodes, explodes, whatever? Why doesn't Locke? Because Locke is nearby. Why, why doesn't Echo I think it's, travel it, through time? It has to be completely related to the failsafe key, surely. That's mm. That's got to be the... the I've got something to play in mind I've been thinking about. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Maybe it's he, still hurting. It really maybe the, the, the way that um, they, they get out of the, like... Of the bunker or the um, the hatch is actually them coming back in time to drag themselves out. No, that wouldn't work. <laughs> it, it wouldn't work. You can't there have be two of them. Then? You can't have yeah. two of them living in the oh, same oh. time frame. Bad twin. Maybe it's all about the two twos, as in like maybe at certain points that two versions of a person have coexisted, and that's why it's gone wrong in certain times. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, maybe he's always had the, the, these powers uh, because when he meets Jack at the stadium in uh, the Man of Science episode, Man of Science, Man of Faith episode, he says, "See you in the next life, yeah." And when Jack says, my Scottish accent, <laughs> I, I, I've got a cold, so it, you don't really get the full effect. And when Jack says he failed Sarah and couldn't fix her, Desmond says. What if you did fix her? Which of course he does. Oh, Which of course was Irish. Well, yes. <laughs> he is Irish and that's what it is. Similar, isn't it? So maybe he's always he's had these Scottish. kind of uh, powers. And this that, that explosion has just brought them out of him. Well, you know, oh, okay. Maybe they, they were like repressed no, you for just, a while. I understand you know. that he's just gone back in time. That's all. Well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just putting forward theories. It's rubbish. Uh, now, when he's in the past, he remembers the future, uh, the rain, uh, the goal scored, the cricket bat in flashes. And back on the island, he also sees the future in flashes. Uh, does this mean that he's travelled not only backwards in time, but forwards well, in no. time? Well, no. Obviously, as oh. I've been saying the whole time, he's another. He's managed to get himself back in time again to um, save Charlie. Because he's obviously keeping on trying. Sorry? Well, no, you know he's been saving Charlie, yeah? Yeah. All those things that happened on the island, he couldn't have known about. Because if he went back in time the first time all his memory would have been up to the moment where he turned the key. Right, where he got okay. sent back. Right. So you're saying that he's 
What, what are you saying? That he must have gone back in time after, like probably at the end of the season, to go and save Charlie. Now he's trying so to. So at save the end Charlie. of series three, he goes back in time again. Yeah, probably. Well, what's yeah, but why? Why is it he can't just? What about just seeing flashes of the future for some reason? Because it doesn't work. It's not a flash. It's a, it's him remembering like the future. If you know okay. what I mean. Because he's already experienced oh, it. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. I think you're, you're that, that's, right pretty yeah. that's pretty good. I like your thing about the cricket bat, like that snapped him back to the island because he was trying to change something. Yeah. Or, he, or he inadvertently changed something. That was that was cool. Mm. Okay, we've got a caller on the lost line. Is that Barry Rim? Hi, Liam. Hello, Barry. How's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, episode 8, have you seen it? Yeah, I have seen it. It was good, wasn't it? Eh? It was very good. Uh, what, what geeky things have you managed to spot? <laughs> um, the athletes on the football field. When he was watching the match, oh yeah, there were ads all over the place. Uh, Apollo Candy was there. Oh. Hanzo Foundation was there. Oh really? Oce- yeah, one for Oceanic Airlines. Superb. Uh, one's for the uh, Mr. Cook's Chicken Shack where Hurley used to work. Oh. Uh, and the car rental place uh, that Gannon where they all go and uh, the nappies for Charlie. And That's also mental. That's crazy. How did yeah, you spot that, Barry? Please frame a name. Good lad, good lad. Well done, you and your your, uh, your fingers. And the, la- the last one that was there that was a bit crazy was one for, uh, and it was just written down, Kronos. Uh, now, I can't take credit for this. I've been on the internet for this. Okay. Uh, it's like it's to do with uh, Greek mythology. Yes. Uh, so there's like a mythology theme running through the whole lot of different mythologies. Yes. But there's also a comic link as well, which is strange oh. because... Kronos used to, I don't know, I'm not into comics, but knock about with Iron Man. And he, the reason why he turned to a superhero, because he got affected by an electromagnetic oh. energy experiment. Oh. Well, I can also chip in here, Barry, yes, and tell you that Kronos, the film by Guillermo del Toro, is all about life extension through a vampiric robotic organism. And he wasn't oh. reading that. He actually said those words yep. himself. That's yep. incredible. <laughs> so life extension is the theme here, I think. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, no, good, work, good work there, boys. Barry, anything else about episode eight? Um... Also, as well, uh, when he was painting his flat, the paint was called Future Paint. Well, that's... wasn't it Future? I'm sure. No, Future. He, oh, Paul, right, Paul was Paul was having a, a joke there. Not a good one. Don't open with that one, Paul. For God's sake. Okay, that's a, that's only a minor thing. Uh, any big things about episode eight, or anything about episode seven that we might have missed? Uh, yeah, nobody picked up last week uh, about Mythos. Um, if you rearrange the letters, it does actually spell out Lost Time. Why, why didn't we pick that up? Yeah, why, how, how did we miss that I one? Know, God. We're, all, we're all fine. Barry, listen, we're, we're almost out of time with you, uh, but yeah. very, very quickly, uh, I believe you've been sending emails criticising Geeky Tom, have you? Uh, well, I'm surprised he didn't pick that up. It would seem like something he'd pick up. <laughs> Tom, you, 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 you've got a beef with... I've got, I've got with, nothing to say about this. Well, well, let's Come on, let's have this out. Let's try and work this out. What's your beef with Barry Rim? I haven't got any beef. I don't slag him off, though, do I? Well, you, you did just before he came on the line. Yeah, true, though. Yeah, Barry. Barry, Tom, would you like to shake metaphorical hands with Barry? I would do. Yeah, yeah. I'll reach through the. Barry, are you friends with with Geeky Tom? I'm friends with Geeky Tom. Oh, Oh, good lad. Well, thank you very much, Barry. Alright, no problem. Bye bye, there we go. Uh, you can send in uh, your uh, theories, and if you want to come on the Lost Line, send your phone number to lost at skyone.co.uk. And I'm going to be harsh. If your theories are absolute cack, I'm going to take you down. Do it. To Chinatown. OK, back to the episode. Charles Widmore uh, makes another appearance. Jim Robinson, of course, from Neighbours. Uh, and there is mention of Desmond being a good man in this episode, which makes Charles and his fancy whiskey an evil one. This swallow is worth more than you could make in a month. And to share it with you would be a waste and a disgrace to the great man who made it. Because you, Hume, will never be a great man. 
It's the Whitmore. I know I'm not. What you're not is worthy of drinking my whiskey. How could you ever be worthy of my daughter? We mentioned Charles Whitmore briefly, but, but Paul, this surely means he's got a bigger role in this than perhaps we ever thought. Well, yes, at the end of season two, uh, with the in the back of the limousine with the cash, was obviously coercing Desmond to go down the sailboat route, go yep. around the world to win the honour of his daughter. But I'm trying to work out the time frame for that. Tom, you're, you're king of time at the moment. Where, where does that fit in? I'm trying to work it out. What do you mean? Well, that whole sequence at the end of season two with... Because Penny comes and sees him at the stadium and wants him, wants to get back with him. How does that fit in? He's obviously well. Because well, the, the, the thing is, there are a few clues in this episode as to what what time this episode is in. Uh, when Desmond sees Charlie uh, busking, uh, he's singing. Uh, I said, maybe you're going to be the one that saves me uh, from Wonderwall, which means that's post 1995. True. Yeah. And in Desmond's flat, you hear uh, Sarah McLaughlin's "Building a Mystery," one of my favourite songs that came out in 1997. So it's probably 97, 98. He has to go in the army. F- he's in the army for. Th- Three years? Did I imagine that, or is that a factual I think, date? Yeah, a few years, yeah, a couple of years. No, I've had a, a brainwave of why he joins the army. Oh, okay. Cool. Maybe he's trying to like stop himself from getting on the boat. So when he goes in the army, purposely no. does something to get himself locked up for a while. No, because Charles Whitmore says, "Are you an army man?" He said, "No." Well, maybe he hasn't been yet, but will be. Well, he will be. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be because he wants to do something that will impress. Maybe he remembers it all. I interpreted that as, as, as him doing that to impress Charles yeah, Whitmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, actually getting a few, uh, you know, skills and things. Say, look, I've done this and this. Now, now let me. Yeah, I suppose that works. Have it? her. All right, yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of <laughs> roughly that date, I suppose. And I, uh, well, yes, that when he meets Jack the f- in the stadium, I, I don't know when that would be. It's, it's um, it is confusing, but very intriguing. Uh, in, in the office, um, it's another bit of uh, trivia. Uh, in Charles Whitmore's office, there. Oh, is, is that the Namaste thing? Uh, yeah, there is a, the, the mural. There is a polar bear. The word Namaste written backwards on an upside down Buddha. Uh, also, the painting changes from being on the right of Desmond to being on the left during the course of their meeting. Continuity error or significant? You never can tell. These you days. can't tell. And the thing is, they'll say, "Oh yeah, no, we meant to do that." You wait till series five, and that all becomes clear. Isn't the painting from the hatch? Isn't it the same as the hatch painting? Yeah, it's the same. Or pretty much the same. So it's similar. Maybe it's maybe series two of three. Well, it's the Australian guy, isn't it? Painting the picture when you know. I I hadn't picked up on that until the the caller last week about that. You know, do you remember? No, no, that's really observational. Yeah. Now this epi- this one reason this episode is so great is because of the huge implications for Charlie. Have a listen to this. When I saw the lightning hit the roof, you were electrocuted. And when you heard Claire was in the water, you... you drowned trying to save her. I dove in myself so you never went in. I've, I've tried, brother. I've tried twice to save you, but... the universe has a way of course-correcting, and... and I can't stop it forever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because no matter what I try to do, you're going to die, Charlie. How fantastic is that news? Charlie (laughs) is going to die. It's so mean. It's so mean to Charlie. He is my least favourite character. Just because he hasn't had another hit like you all, everybody, since, you know, the show began. But, but, um, He's on uh, island. What's interesting, when I interviewed Claire, uh, I don't know her real name. Uh, Emily, Emily DeRaven. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's tiny, isn't she? You could, she, you oh, could put her in lovely. your pocket and no one would ever know. She would. She'd be <laughs> screaming. I tried. Uh, but, and I said, uh, I said, who would you like to see die next? And she said, I, I, I can't answer that. 
I've got a cold. Come on. Don't laugh. Texas is nowhere near Australia. Come on, I'm pulling. Come on. And I said, would you like to see Charlie die? Right. And she sort of looked a bit... Like, rumbled, what, sheepish? <laughs> sheepish. She looked sheepish as though, oh, I, well, now, if I say yes, that implies Charlie. Charlie's going to die. Yeah, but we don't know he's going to die. Well, that's we what do. He said he only wanted to do three seasons. When, no, when, you've heard that. When did he say that? Um, it's like how long he thought he wanted to, like, you know, how yeah, it's serious. But you know, I don't buy any of that nonsense. Come I'm on. only doing three seasons. I'm like, that's just nonsense. That's just what actors say to cover their asses. But come on, this, right. is, this is this is lost. So, like, you know, how, do we really think that's going to happen, or do we think Desmond's misread some kind of future sign? Well, Desmond seems to be saving him every every day now, so maybe he'll carry on saving the day. And of course, as I said earlier on, he is singing the line. I said, maybe you're going to be the one that saves me when he's busking. Do you see? Uh, we have an email about Charlie from Ryan Hogan. Uh, it says, on Charlie's busking sign, it says his middle name is Hieronymus. Hieronymus. How do you say that? Hieronymus. Yeah. After extensive research, i.e. searching the name on Wikipedia. Don't trust Wikipedia. I know. It's... It says I'm a gay cowboy. Now, it does say that. And I and... keep going back and changing it. <laughs> Hello, it's me. I'm not a cowboy. <laughs> I keep going back and changing it. And the, the, the little sod that's doing it keeps putting it back in. Yeah, but I'd be worried about that. You can call the police about those sort of things. Anyway, so... <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Onto the email. I noticed that a foreign variant of the name Hieronymus is Geronimo. The other mention of this word is, of course, the fictional band Geronimo Jackson. This is probably just an Easter egg, but maybe there's more to the whole Geronimo Jackson theme. Okay. Disappointing email there, Charlie. Wish I hadn't bothered reading yeah. that out. But we got to mention the gay cowboy thing. Like, yes, we did. So that's, that's, it was that's worthwhile over. Uh, I think we have another caller on the lost line. Hello, Julie. Are you there? Hi, Ian. Julie, what have you got for us? Okay, um, in not, not in Portland, when they were looking at the scan of the woman. Yes. And Juliet said the woman looked like she was seventy, but was actually twenty-six. Oh yes. And this was just over three years ago, which would put the woman at roughly thirty now. Yes. Which I think is roughly how old son is. Oh, right. Okay. And I so... think when she was knocked out by Charlie, the yeah. others have made her pregnant. But no, but because when, when Charlie knocked her out, he just got, didn't they just tie her up and give her to Sawyer or something? Wasn't yeah, it was. It wasn't long enough for her to be abducted. Or, or do you do you think there's some kind of time travel thing going on then? Please, no, I didn't want it to be anything to do with time travel. What? Oh, yeah, see, no, to support my theory that it will. Well, I, I, I'm assuming then you've not seen this week's episode, have you? Well, not yet, no, because I live in England. Yes, OK. We've just watched it. Without giving away too all much, right. it's all about time travel. Oh, my cousin's going to do, like, a victory dance... Wow, um, your cousin, is she hot? He's James, and no, he's not. He's a deep he, He's but a fellow. He's had but... the time thing. he's had the time thing down from day one, and last week we were watching it with the brief history of time and the back masking thing, and he was, oh, he's going to do a victory dance. He's going to do a big victory. Uh, Paul, go on your own. No, this supports what we said earlier. Like, you know, do all girls hate time travel? Do you think that, Julie? Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, there yeah. we go, you see. This it's is obviously I... something in our genes. I love Star Wars, but I hate time travel. Oh, Star Wars is so overrated. I think this is the episode that's going to uh, lose a lot of the lady viewers because they don't like the time travel. It's gonna, you're gonna work, it's going to find out who the hardcore fans are. I'd be happier are. with Purgatory and Nanobots. Oh, Julie, in that case, we say goodbye to you. Bye-bye. Bye. What a, what a delightfully misguided young fool she was. Not it's a clue. Start to say well. Not a clue what's going on in the world Dude, around just her. just lost half your listeners now. Well, well, that means we're down to four. <laughs> OK, if you want to come on the Lost Line and be bullied slightly by me, if your theory's a load of old rubbish, uh, then send us an email with your phone number and your details to lost at skyone.co.uk. OK, can we, uh, Paul, in summary, in conclusion, can you come up with, with any theories... In 
a sentence as to what is happening to Desmond. <laughs> Two words, one sentence, yeah. half paragraph. Uh, for this particular episode. Yeah, three um, most important words. The simple answer is probably no. Um, oh. Oh, I, I think um, this episode is going to be proved to be a ridiculously important episode for Lost's entire story arc, I think. So I think every fan should watch it a million times and try and extrapolate some more theories a la Tom's time stuff. A la? Allah. Allah. Oh, uh, uh, no, Allah. No, 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 Allah. Not Allah. No, Allah. Oh, almost caught in controversy there. Tom, one sentence. <laughs> um, you know I hate these ones. Yes, that's why I do it. I know. Um, one sentence. Uh, what was it? What was the question again? If I, I, go, if I go back in time, I go back a week and give you a kick up the backside. <laughs> in one sentence, uh, what are your conclusions about this episode? Um, that there's like time travel involved and stuff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> It's like, it's like having a stroppy 15-year-old in here, isn't it? It's been a funny well, one today. Well, Paul, thank you. Thank you, sir. Tom. Yep. Episode 9 of Lost is Sunday at 10pm on Sky 1, uh, repeated the following Wednesday at 10pm, and then again on Sky 2 on Friday at 9pm. Uh, and you can become our friends, it's very popular now with the young people, myspace.com forward slash Lost on Sky 1. I'm Ian Lee, and I'll be back next week taking a closer look at episode 9, Stranger in a Strange Land, straight after it's been on the telly. So until then... Namaste. The Lost Initiative is a co production for Sky One.